and welcome to Primary Care Spotlight, the podcast that brings you all the latest news and insights from Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub. Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub is delivered in partnership with Kerner Health CIC, working on workforce development programmes across the Cornwall health and care system, and we are here to support all those working in primary care. So can you tell us a little bit about decontamination? Yes, of course. So different situations and different items will require different levels of decontamination. So kind of goes without saying that single use items have to be disposed of following use. So always check the manufacturer's instructions if you're ever unsure of how to clean anything. Um, but single use items will have a two in a circle with a line through and different types of examples of single use items will be things like face masks or disposable speculums, non-rebreathed masks and face shields as well. Um, You can't get reusable face shields, but a lot of them are disposable. So just check your manufacturer's instructions. The next level of decontamination would be just your basic cleaning. Um, So the definition of cleaning is physical removal of soil, dust and dirt from surfaces or equipment. And the type of product that would clean would be something with a detergent in it. So have a little look at your cleaning product and it'll tell you um, what kind of product it's got in it. Often the detergent wipes that have just got detergent in and nothing else that can be just used for cleaning are yellow. Um, So your yellow canal detergent wipes are your yellow sunny cloth detergent wipes. So the different types of items that would require cleaning um, and not something like disinfection would be low risk reusable items that come into contact with intact skin. And depending on the microorganisms involved, you may want a low level disinfectant or cleaning with a detergent may suffice. So that leads me on nicely to the next level of decontamination, which is disinfection. And there are two types of disinfection. Um, There's low level disinfection um, and then high level. So low level disinfection um, will require prior cleaning with a detergent unless your product is combined with a detergent. So again, that should be written um, on the packet. And the definition of this is inactivation of microorganisms to a level that aren't harmful to health. But this excludes spores like cedar. So a low level disinfectant product won't kill spores. Um, so these are often uh, like your green universal clinel wipes or your green universal sunny cloth wipes. An example of a low level disinfectant that doesn't have a detergent in where you'd actually need to use your yellow wipes first um, would be your PDI 70% red alcohol wipes. But again, do check the manufacturer's instructions. And an example of a medical device that would be low, that would need low level disinfectant, again, would be a reusable item that comes into contact with intact skin, but hasn't been used on someone with a suspected or known infection like C. diff, where it wouldn't kill it. The next level of decontamination is your high level disinfection. So just like your lower level, it would require prior cleaning unless the products combined with the detergent. Definition of this is eradication of microorganisms, including spores, but it can't guarantee eradication of something called prions, which are misfolded proteins. Um, so if you've ever heard of Coitsville's Jakob disease, high level disinfection or sterilization won't kill that. So the types of examples of high level disinfectants will be things 
basically bleaching them. So what we say, 1,000 parts per million available chlorine. So products like Milton, Clorox, Actichlorpus, Chlorclean. Um, you also get sporicidal wipes um, that Clonel do um, that are high-level disinfectants. And they've got something called parasitic acid in them. But it's really important to follow your manufacturer's instructions and follow your COSH guidance with high-level disinfectants. Make sure you use the right concentration of products required, which is usually 1,000 parts per million, unless you've got a blood spill. But we'll talk about spill kits in a little moment. Um, and examples of different uh, items or situations that would require high-level disinfection are reusable items that come into contact with blood or bodily fluids, like commodes, bedpans, which you're not really likely to come across um, in primary care. Um, but if you did have a blood or bodily fluid spill, that's where you've got to make sure you do have a spill kit in your practice and you've got to make sure it's in date. And they're usually a big, highly absorbent wipe or granules and they release 10,000 parts per million available chlorine. And the reason that needs to be a higher concentration is because certain bugs like um, hepatitis B can live on surfaces for a very long period of time. Um, with blood and bodily fluid spills, it's important for, to remember for urine in particular not to put the spill kit directly on because it will um, produce some fumes there. So if you do have a spill of urine, clean it up first before you put um, your bleach on. But otherwise, if anyone, if you spill any blood or something like that on your couch, maybe you need to be using a high level disinfectant. There's also different types of high level disinfectant. So if you're using a reusable item that comes into contact with non-intact skin or mucous membranes, something like a nasal endoscope, which you might have any practice, um, or transvaginal ultrasound probe, if that's something you do there. These are items that require an audit trail to go through reprocessing. Um, just in case somebody does pick up a disease just to see sort of who's used that beforehand and do that contact tracing there. So again, they'll require high level disinfection with prior cleaning, um, but it can't guarantee eradication of prions. So if you are using a reusable device, like I've just described, you do need to be checking if the patient's um, got a risk of having um, a prion disease like CJD beforehand because that item will need destroyed afterwards. And then that leads us on to the last level, which is sterilization. Um, so sterilization, um, you will need to sterilize any reusable items that come into contact with the sterile body area because of that high risk of introducing infection. And again, it requires um, really good record keeping. And the definition of that is eradication of all microorganisms, including spores. But again, it can't guarantee eradication of prions could i just ask you like say some examples and you would tell me what what we would yeah. clean it with Go so it. say when we do a blood pressure and you've got your blood pressure cuff what would you wipe that down with then so theoretically you could just use a detergent wipe um, so the yellow clonels would be the detergent wipes you could do um and you could follow that with um the red um sort of alcohol wipes if if you needed to but i would recommend keeping it simple um and just using um something like a universal wipe that's got a detergent and a low level disinfectant combined to make sure that you are using the right products in the right situation and what about say if you were uh, doing a say vaginal exam say when you're doing a 
cervical sample taking or coil fitting and sometimes there might be some blood on the bed from that procedure would that then need the uh, red wipe that would need a high level disinfectant so if you've got a blood spill um, Mm. we'd recommend putting your spill kit which is either a highly absorbent wipe or granules directly onto that and then putting it in the bin if it's dry blood something like that you would need um, your 10,000 parts per million available chlorine so you're looking at your product and make sure it's reconstituted to that potency and that that's for blood yeah but otherwise if it's something like a you know mucus or mm-hmm. urine or um feces or otherwise i would recommend using a high level disinfectant that's 1000 parts per million with a detergent so something like your clorox wipes mm-hmm. um or your chlor clean or milton or your acticlor tablets right so most practices will probably usually have the green ones. I don't actually see the yellow ones as much, but do the green contain a detergent then as well? They do. Yeah. They're much easier to use um, because they've mm. got a detergent and a low-level disinfectant, and it saves um, that confusion if somebody risks assess and it wasn't quite the right risk assessment. So I would yeah. recommend the green wipes. And with your high-level disinfectants, it does make it a little bit more ergonomic if you've got it in a wipe as well. Um, but mm-hmm. that's up to the practice to decide what products they get. Um, but yep. the Clorox wipes will have a thousand parts per million chlorine and detergent in them. And you've also got PDI Chlor wipes, which will have that combined in. And that saves you from having to reconstitute your Chlor Clean or your ActiClor daily and making sure you throw it out and things like that. Perfect. So is there any useful resources available? Um, so if you're ever in doubt of how an item needs cleaned or how to use a cleaning product, always check your manufacturer's instructions. And if you've got any queries, please get in touch with us. Um, with regards to general environmental cleaning, there are um, a new set of standards that have been released called the National Standards of Healthcare Cleanliness. And they're to replace um, the previous 2007 specifications. Um, we do have um, some resources available for practices for implementing the standards. Um, we've got a narrated presentation on YouTube. Um, so we're asking providers to watch that presentation and read the standards and then send us any questions that they have and also attend one of our drop-in sessions. Um, so we've got some drop-in sessions that are available going up to November. Thanks very much. All right. Thank you. all today from primary care spotlight thank you for listening and i look forward to you joining me again soon for more information you can visit our website www.kernerhealthcic.org.uk forward slash cornwall training hub you can also follow us on twitter at cornwall underscore th and on facebook at cornwall training hub to speak to the training hub team about how we can help your practice or career please contact us at kernerhealthcic.workforce at nhs.net if you have content ideas or would be interested in being interviewed for the podcast, please do get in touch. Bye for now.